0: So this what? is the rock.
1: Reuniti on ice. That's, what kind of rock is that? Is that like a...
0: Oh, I'm. you know what? I'm getting that gold circle on my Yeti. That means that there's something wrong with it. So yeah, so the rock is actually built into the house. Like it's... It, it oh, actually the house is
1: can... like built around it?
0: Yes. Yeah. Wow. So like, see over there? It's literally like built around it. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. So, I know. Okay. I know. We have a
1: guest. We have, we have our first guest. We have two.
0: Oh, we, have, we have multiple.
1: I like how the curtains are making my hand key out. That's fun with alpha channels.
2: <laughs> Welcome. Welcome, uh, friends. Hello. <laughs> uh.
3: Looks like our guest is still muted. So have you, have you seen the uh, the images of the new Audi A3?
1: Yes. What the hell are they doing? It, no, it I haven't looks seen like, it. Oh, it looks oh, like finally. they're
3: doing a mini version of the e-tron GT. I mean, it's got that same kind of design language, the shaping of the, the fender bulges. The box flares look so dumb. <laughs> I think it might be a little much on a car the size of the uh, the A3. It, it works great on the... Uh, on the Etron, but not so much on the GT on the A3.
1: It's yeah. <laughs> it's like the Corolla, you know, small car with big car styling features, kinda of doesn't it's like me. Small <laughs> car
0: with big car styling features.
1: <laughs> I have nothing to say to that. <laughs> uh, no no reply necessary. Uh.
3: <laughs> So what are you driving this week, Rebecca?
0: Um, I have the, oh, I have the Mazda CX-5. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, but I actually, last week I had the Lexus, everything got messed up, the Lexus GS350 sedan, which was lovely.
1: Yeah. Did you come to terms with the um, The touchpad thing? Yeah. No. This is the the visual? (laughs) No. No.
0: <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs>
3: yeah. I have no. the, uh, I have the new Sonata right now and I'm getting the CX-30 tomorrow.
0: Oh, fun. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've asked actually if I can have this Sonata again, and I know that's very obnoxious, but, um, cause I had it way back in January, but that's the car I had when Linus died. And I just oh. I was like, I said, I have no idea what that car was like. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was, I remember the best thing was that the infotainment system actually worked really well. So mm-hmm. I could call the vet, you know, I could, you know, I, I got the text message came through saying he was sick. That I called the vet. I mean, there was like, it was, it was great from that standpoint, but the rest of the week was such a fog that I, you know, I don't really remember it. If it's the
1: same one, you can look under the seats and see if you like dropped a couple of Xanax or anything. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Oh my gosh! And then That's when a I
1: saw, like, like, well,
0: when I saw like the self parking, you know how we were talking earlier about, um, about the difference between uh, just getting the vehicle and going on the ride and drive. So I couldn't go on the launch. So I didn't even, and this is embarrassing. I don't even know about like the self parking feature. You know, like I mean, I, I picked up the car tight. at JFK. I drove home, and my whole world fell apart. And I never even like, I just I. You know, I drove it,
3: barely. I, I shot some video with the, the smart park the other day, out in the driveway. I pulled the uh, pulled the Civic and um, this and uh, the Miata out, parked them nice and close. You know, just so there was just enough room for the Sonata. Yeah, and then backed it in and back pulled it back out again. Nice. Worked great.
0: Cool, that's awesome. It's it's yeah. really
3: easy to use. You just on the um, on the fob. You press the button. You know, you can press the button to remote start it, so it's got to be running. So you start it. Then there's one button to go forward, the other button to go back. And it, as long as you're holding the button, it moves. And as soon as you release the button, it stops. That's so awesome. It's it's pretty slow, but you know, it it'd be nice. You know, it's nice for those times when you park somewhere and some jerk pulls in beside you and leaves you about three inches. Yeah. Inside the car. And so yeah. you know there's no way you're getting that door open. Yep. And no problem. Just start it up and pull it right out.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, so we had somebody, but we lost. we have one person. We lost More the yeah, other person. Looks
3: looks like that person is still muted and camera off. So I don't know if they can hear us.
1: Just, 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 voyeurism um voyeurism is okay. That's yeah. fine. Oh, there's Watch another one. Um, the problem I had with the uh the Sonata, but it's not really the problem with the Sonata. It's the, the, the smart park ad, uh, Hi there. Hey there. Um, Robbie, how are so, you? Hey, how are you guys doing? Sorry, oh, look I, at that. I we got, got friends showing up. Yeah, <laughs> this is
0: my friend, Robbie.
1: <laughs> well, Ravi actually used to work I in Hyundai. That's like where we met.
4: Late. I didn't mean to interrupt.
1: Sorry. No, Did no, you? I was just, I was just saying that that smart park ad with the, the Boston accents and stuff like there's no place Around Boston that you can pull in like that, like that's true. You know, you you, you got to be in like Needham or like <laughs> Wellesley before you can it park. They should have like shown
0: that. It, if it parallel parks. That would have been better.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it does too, doesn't it? Doesn't don't they have like? There's a lot of cars that have the parallel park. Um, oh yeah,
3: and actually, the the thing is, this one doesn't actually do that. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't have oh you know, that's the active, really funny it doesn't have the parallel parking or perpendicular parking it only has the the pull in pull out from a parking space
1: oh that's, that's really funny that kind of sucks yeah. actually yeah you're talking about sonata yes. yeah yeah the new sonata, yeah, sonata I've got one right
4: the, now. The, the parking feature with the wrong spelling yeah yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is the, that's the proper spelling <laughs>
4: <laughs> and apparently they are having some problems with it. Apparently there's some recall or something. I saw Yeah, there's some software, some software issue. Yeah. 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 They just rushed it out too fast. But hey, I think I'm told it's the most popular feature on JD Powers. New appeal uh, data. Uh, this wow. thing. So it has been one of the most spoken about features in the four months it's been on the market. So
3: wow.
0: Well, that commercial yeah, well, was brilliant. Um, just before yeah. you
3: joined, I was saying, you know, I, I was filming some video with it the other day and uh, tested it out in my driveway. Mm-hmm. You know, put our two cars out on either side of it and trying it out it worked great. You know, so I mean, the, yeah. the system works, and I've seen it I've seen it work before on the uh, the Nexo when I went on the Nexo drive yeah. uh, about a year and a half ago, yeah. and it worked great there as well. So,
4: yeah, it's proximity sensor without a driver in it, right? So it's a pretty it's a pretty cool feature. I'm glad they. brought I think they are the only guys who have it, by the way. Memory um, has it. Or, or actually,
3: it. BMW has had basically the same feature available on a number of models in Europe, in the European market only, not over here, for about six or seven years now. Yeah.
4: Um, yeah.
3: They they are just now starting to launch it in North America. They've never offered it here before. Who's um,
1: the supplier for that? So that's something that they're they're buying, right? It's not like something they develop in house. Um,
3: no, I think. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure if they do it in-house or not. I mean, you know, it's, it's pretty easy. Uh, if you have an electronic shift, um, you know, basically the car, cause the car doesn't turn at all. It just goes straight in and out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, which, which is fine. You know, I mean, if you're, if you're in, if you're stuck in a narrow parking space and you can't get the, get in and get the doors open, you know, to pull it out of that parking space, it's great for that. Um, and, Tesla has had it for a while. It's the, the original version of their summon feature, you know, mm. to pull it out of a narrow garage. Uh, so it, you know, it's it works fine. You know, it's not it's not that hard to do.
1: Listen, summon. You can you can summon your car from across the country. Is what you're supposed.
3: Well, to Well, no, be. that's that's smart summon, <laughs> which smart is actually <laughs> dumb summon.
4: <laughs> anyway, hey, uh, night nice, uh, good to see you. Good to see you guys. Congratulations on this nice. Uh, Show, nice show. I love this. It's really cool. Hopefully you guys are all saying safe. I'm calling you from sunny Southern California.
0: Ugh, Robbie, you're killing <laughs> yeah, me. Well,
4: it,
3: it was actually snowing here again this afternoon.
0: <gasps> Did it really it, it was it was thirty-four degrees this morning when I woke up. Thirty-four. Yeah. That's not right. It's so you're it, in Boston, Sam
4: is in Michigan.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm in I'm just outside of Ann Arbor. I'm I'm about uh about three three, four miles from Hatchie.
4: Hey! Oh, nice. I, Michigan is my my favorite hometown. I'm telling you, I used to live in Michigan, Ann Arbor, for 15 years, and oh, yeah. that's why I came here. So I have a lot of good friends and have very very fond memories of Michigan. So, um, Well, yeah.
3: I, I was tell, I was telling Dan earlier today. I think, I think that we've actually gone. I think or I think it was maybe it was you, Dan. I think we actually just skipped straight from um, from March to November because it, it feels like November. It feels like yeah. this April has been colder than than March and February were.
1: It's been yeah, like well, and working from home, you get very intimately familiar with all the drafts in your house. <laughs> so, luckily, are you, also from, are you
4: also from Michigan, Dan?
1: No, I'm outside of Boston. Uh, oh no! So it, we're we're a very East Coast heavy podcast, apparently. I know. Uh, so, just me and, and Rebecca Rebecca um, out here in New England. So I love your um, guys' yeah. backgrounds. That's fantastic. Uh, it's Felix Michael. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know that was cool. So no, mine's like... actually real. So mine's actually the rock that's in my house.
1: You live with the rock?
0: Yes. Yeah, so it's part. It's part of the house.
1: It towers over her. No, yeah. yeah. Just... <laughs> but when he it's, makes dinner, like, though, you can. It's still... built
0: into that. I mean, because I was on a. I was on a call, um, last week, and people thought it was a backdrop. I'm like, no, what? it's like, it's the house. <laughs> like you can touch it
3: but yeah all right mine, mine is mine is right semi-real that's actually that's an actual photograph of the wall of my office upstairs but it's on a green screen behind me because i have my my camera and my lights and
4: everything set up sam definitely basement.
0: has the fanciest setup of all of us
4: <laughs> yeah, pretty cool hi joseph i like that rock, though. I like that rock. it's incredible
0: <laughs> isn't it cool it is. Yeah, it really is. And it's, it's so my office is at the entrance of my house. So you walk in and then there's a little entryway and mm-hmm. then you come into the office and then you go upstairs for the main living space, which is such a great and unique design in a house from 1957. But I tell people like, if you know, so I show them the office first. If they don't understand the rock, they're not allowed to come upstairs. Like you don't, you don't <laughs> understand the house. <laughs> you can just leave, just turn around and yeah,
1: leave. Really <laughs>
4: it's just you scary. need a Jeep on top of it. Right, I, need, well, you know,
0: every plumber and electrician wants to light it up or make water come from it. <laughs> I'm like, let's just let it let it sit there for a bit. It's been good for <laughs> sixty years.
1: <laughs> so uh, we we have a couple more people who joined. What's up, fellas? Uh, I think, uh... So not much. I uh, really I thought this was going to be. Uh, we were gonna, just going to watch you guys oh, do your podcast. <laughs> I didn't understand it was going to be so participatory. It doesn't um, have to be. We have some topics we can talk about um, if if we wanted to do that. And if you guys want to Can in. I just a shout out to Mr. Weichel out there? I have a Mazda RX-8. <laughs> yeah, RX-8, sorry. 95,000 miles, uh, almost 10 years. Nice. So it's been a great car. They're fun. Yeah, that was one of my favorite press cars. I had the, the RX-8 R3 uh, a couple of times, which is a good time.
3: Yeah, i had one of those once as well um speaking of i've, I've always been a fan of rotaries I, I always loved the concept of it you know having this tiny little engine that makes so much power back when i was in college I, I went to what was then gmi it's now known as kettering university and in the uh the engine design lab uh there was a storage room in the back you had a bunch of stuff you know sitting on racks there and uh one of the uh one of the uh engines that was sitting on a rack back there was an old GM um prototype Wankel, uh one of the ones that they were developing from the early nineteen seventies. The, 1970s, the, a the mythical one.
1: like four rotor, two or, or you said two rotor?
3: That, this this was a two rotor, but yeah they were developing a four rotor as well.
1: That was uh, like the Corvette. the right it was gonna be the Corvette engine like the XP eight yeah. eighty seven or whatever.
3: Yep. And this 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 was a two rotor but and we me and a couple other guys dabbled with the idea of doing an independent study one term, and actually trying to get it get it on a dyno and see if we could get the thing running again. But we could never get our act together to actually do
1: it. Neither <laughs> could GM, so that's fine.
2: Yeah. Hey, uh, Kristen.
0: Hi, Kristen. I have hey, fun joining. Well, I guess Sam's friends with her too, but she's my yeah. friend most. <laughs> I couldn't wait to hear you. How are you? Good. I'm excited to hear what you guys say. You are some of the smartest people I know in the industry.
1: Listen, that's not- You need to expand flat. your horizons. <laughs> or, you, know, you need to look you need to meet more people, Kristen.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, well you hey, you know, up. this uh it it seems like we should probably just hit the hit the topics we we're talking about. We we're talking about some of the cars, Sam. You had, you said you had the um the sonata. I still have the venue. I put more miles on it, but um yeah.
0: Still, uh, I love that thing. I love that venue.
1: You know, the interior is a little crappy.
0: You know what? It's interesting because, I used to owe me that video, Dan. So I talked to Jake, my nephew Jake, who's 25, who lives with me. And he absolutely loves it. I mean, he, he is, you know, he's one of those, like, one of his first cars with a BMW, and he's used to having some luxury and the whole thing. But he it's said, or, ordinarily he would absolutely demand to have leather, but he thought that denim interior was really cool and he is the target market for it.
1: Oh, see, I didn't have a denim, I don't have the denim interior. Oh, what do you called- have? Uh, it's just, you know, regular Hyundai upholstery. <laughs>
0: oh. Well, it's, it's, the den- it's, just- it's called a denim trim. It's not- Yeah, and it,
1: has that, it comes in that blue color too, right? Yes, so, yeah. exactly. So this one is uh, red, so I forget what trim level oh, it is. Oh,
0: okay, but uh, does it have a sunroof? It does, I think. Okay, because the the denim does not have a sunroof, and, right, and we can't get that. it yeah. with right. a de- with a sunroof.
1: Um, the rest of it, it, like it's it's a good car. It's just uh, when you start to look at materials and, and stuff, it's a little hard plastics here and there, and it's yeah. But you got to think thing. of it in, in context of the price point, though.
0: Exactly.
3: I mean, com- compare it to the Nissan Kicks. You know, it's yeah, it's at least it. as good as the Kicks.
1: Okay. it's It's not bad don't get me wrong it's 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 like it's fine to drive it's a little underpowered we talked about that last week um or it's not not exactly underpowered it's just not powerful (laughs) it's fine for what it is sometimes you have to plan But the coming out of the um the yaris i keep wanting to say mazda too but coming out of the yaris it, it felt more powerful than that so um it's it's okay and since we're not doing much highway lately uh or the highways aren't all that crowded it's it's fine but Um, it, it, the transmission still does weird stuff too. Like even without a headwind, uh, when I was driving it the other day, I noticed all of a sudden it'll just rev up to like 3,500, no real reason. Just, I, I don't know. Which vehicle did I have that when I put it on the, on cruise, it did that? It might've been, the. I remember you talking about something that did that. I thought it was the venue.
0: It may have been, it was the most... Bizarre thing. When I had it, I put it on. I had it on uh, adaptive cruise, and it would just ring. Yeah. And I was like, "What are you doing?" Like, I had to take it off, and it did it like three times. It was so weird, and it was on the slightest, slightest, slightest gradations. Like, I mean, it wasn't like the Merritt Parkway goes up, up and down like this. It wasn't like that. It was. It was like a very moderate grade, and. It strained as if I was asking it to climb Everest. It was, and that, but it was only on the adaptive cruise control. In any other condition, it was totally fine. It was just when I had that on, and it was really bizarre. And may,
3: maybe the maybe the radar sensor was consuming too much power from the engine.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's
3: canister, it. <laughs> Cancer had to go. Out. No, but it, you
0: know, I wasn't even aware that I was on an incline. Until I really started to pay attention, because I thought this is so strange. Something is going on here that's not I haven't experienced in any other vehicle. And and this is this is this is the, the uh, this is the road to Grandma's house. This is this is the my, the you know the road that I take to my mom's house. And there's two different ways I can go. One is 95, and one is the parkway. It doesn't matter. It still was just really aggressive on that ACC. It was bizarre
1: yeah yeah i'm not sure what's up with it but it like it's fine otherwise and it's it's pretty right. well isolated from the engine so it doesn't doesn't really bother me The most interesting thing was that um so the family heirloom Crown victoria uh <laughs> remains in the family but it went down to my brother and so um i'm using that opportunity to to car shop uh just because we, we, we need nice Christmas. I yeah, know, the
0: back, I like the Chris in the background's awesome. I gotta learn how to do this. Um,
1: <laughs> it's under preferences on the Mac. Uh but oh, so okay, it's zoomed you. at US, and then you go under preferences and you should be able to load okay. a, a it. Well,
3: if you if you click the arrow button next to the stop video, uh you can choose virtual background.
0: Oh neat. The rock,
3: but the rock still is awesome.
0: I know, right? Yeah, I like
1: the rock. <laughs> I'll send you a picture of the no, rock. No, no, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I uh in my car shop, I set some parameters for car shopping. Uh, it's like, don't want an SUV um, or a crossover uh, because I I know what they are. They're fine. Uh, just trying to be a little bit more interesting. I didn't want anything too old. Uh, I just wanted something a little cushy, a little quirky. So I I wound up deciding that uh, a Mercedes E-Class wagon is the thing. So I, Did you get it? Uh, I went and drove it, uh, so there's a very nice, locally, a very nice uh, E350 Formatic.
0: It's gorgeous.
1: It's, it's beautiful, and it drove really nice, um, and it's, it's priced well, uh, so I went down to drive that, and then, like, I, I jumped into the venue after that, and I was like, you know, this thing's not really all that bad. It's pretty <laughs> good for, you know, a car that, and it's funny, too, like, price-wise, the used bends and the brand new venue weren't that far apart. Um, completely different things, but uh, yeah, the the venue is pretty well done. The they managed to figure out how to tune suspensions over at Hyundai and Kia, which has been the biggest issue. Mm. And they they figured out how to do some compliance and and some uh, just some suppleness to the damping and stuff. We can, we can thank Albert Biermann for that. Yeah, Albert. I was going to say the Germans they've hired are doing well.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I think if we think about Hyundai and Kia overall what they've accomplished in the last few years is really remarkable because i just i had reviewed the toyota highlander and looking at that highlander and then i also had the subaru ascent but you know when you drive the highlander it's good it's a really good product but it's not evolutionary or revolutionary like when you think about the kia telluride or the hyundai palisade which just i think are still i think they're in my mind they're class leading i mean for the not just for the price but for the value that you get overall i they're just going I for think, market
1: share they're, they're, I just, they're coming I think they're
0: for you to i mean toyota you know you're gonna resale value may be the one benefit but if you're gonna keep this car until it dies then you know resale value isn't as relevant and don't get an 84 month lease loan on it, but yeah. that's another topic.
3: <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I'm i still a huge fan of the Mazda 6, but at this point, you know, there's very little about the, the new Sonata that would make me classify it as anything but the, the top of the segment right now,
5: mm.
3: you know. I, really, it's yeah, I mean, the, the even over like is, an accord, oh, yeah, I think so. You know the the one the one advantage the the Accord has. You know you can get it <clears throat> with more power. Uh, you know with the with the two liter turbo. Um, you know so the Accord is available with more power, um, and you know if you want you can still get it with a manual transmission with a six right. speed manual, which you can't get in the Sonata anymore. But I think for most people right now, you know most people aren't most Americans especially are not buying manual transmissions. Um, you know and. I think, you know, the Sonata looks great. The interior is fantastic, you know, and I think it's, you know, at least, you know, on the one that I'm driving this limited, which is, you know, the loaded version, you know, it's like a little shy of $35,000, it's about 34.5. You know, it's got, you know, all all these features on it. It's got the panoramic glass uh, moonroof, sunroof, you know, so you've got, you know, basically a full, you know, full glass roof in this thing. and you know, it's the the only the only thing that I would like to have is a non touch screen infotainment system.
0: Hey,
5: hey, 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 hey. Other
3: otherwise, you know, I mean, the, the infotainment system that's there works really well. Somebody
2: told screen, me that we need to lay you know?
1: off the touchscreen talk. Yeah. That's what I've heard.
3: The, you know the um, the interface is is fantastic. You know the the way it looks, the materials, the fit and finish is is all re- so good. You know, it's hard to really fault pretty much anything on this car. It does Yeah, no, it's
0: true. Hey, so I wanna ask the audience a little bit, what are you guys hearing about the industry? What are some of your thoughts as we go through this really crazy time? Have you guys been talking to people, interviewing? What I mean, not not like for jobs, but like just talking to different people in the industry.
4: (laughs) I'd be interested in who's hiring.
0: Well, yeah, that too. But Robbie, why don't we start with you? What have you been up to?
4: We have been. So I run a weekly uh, forum called Automobility Forum here in Southern California. I started the week after COVID. It was a breakfast that we used to have. And so we are, I am there are two. Automotive industry is in a very, very, unique position.
0: So wait, is this Uh, online? Like, can people join? Yes,
4: it's online. Let's go meet up and say Ravi and Zoom. And you'll zoom (laughs) bombing. me, right? So yeah, I'd love to have you over. We have had these conversations. I have a whole presentation on economy and stuff like that. I think it's very interesting. That's um, fantastic. Because I think there are three forces, automotive industry, of all the industries, from a standpoint, I think there are three forces that are disrupting it, not one force, right? We already, January, February, we had this force called Tesla and mobility, disrupting it, it, computerization and mobility. COVID came along and within a week, gas prices came along, right? Right. And I think when you see these three forces, I think they are gonna tear apart the strategy that you would have had and it reminds me, you know, somebody said Rebecca's these uh, charts when we were at Hyundai, and she had this thing that tracked gas prices and the size of cars that you would buy, right? right? Yes,
0: I did. <laughs>
4: I, I, you know, it is still so fresh in my mind, right? I did that That's so much. from like twelve so far years far ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it is right now. I'm trying to overlay that with electrification because. Low gas price, $2.45 at Costco in San, in Irvine, okay? So premium, right? Right, and you would say build big, build a body on frame, truck a hunk of junk, right? But <laughs> everybody is into CUV. So I think now you're looking at this product mix, which is gonna be very different, and add on those three forces of so mobility. Sorry, I, just two minutes of my spiel. No, no, you're good. The de-Uberization of a career, Uber is dead, okay? People who are Uber drivers are dead. We did a dealer survey and dealers are getting back more Uber returns than anything else. But do you think that Uber as a a logistics platform uh, may have a future? So so the dealer, uh, logistic, yeah, I'm just going. I'm talking about Uber drivers, right? Right, right. And what, we have called about 20, we have been calling 20 dealers on a regular basis. They are getting back over the first few weeks, more Uber release returns or car buy returns than anything else, right? So everybody looking for a pickup or a box that they can do logistics with, right? They're going away from car ride hailing to logistics. So four forces that are gonna tear apart this industry. and uh, That's what I'm monitoring and that's what forms megatrends and that's what, you know, so, so that's what I'm advising on. And that's what, well, we, you
3: know, what's interesting that you mentioned that, you know, because just yesterday GM announced that they're shutting down Maven.
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: Including the Maven gig program mm-hmm. there. You know, so um, they're, you know, they already scaled back a bunch of the stuff last year and now they're shutting the whole thing down completely.
4: I had an ask note on Twitter on that. I, I, on LinkedIn, somebody said, Oh, you know, I was praising it. And I said, what a bunch of dummies at GM, right? Sorry, no GM guys here. You know, I'm going to unedit myself. I think it's this most stupid decision, right? Because I think they could have spun it out and done something good with it instead of shrinking and shutting stuff down.
3: Well, you know, I think, you know, Maven Maven was an interesting experiment for GM. You know, it was a, you know, kind of a business incubator for trying out different models, you know, like the traditional car sharing, you know, return to, return to base car sharing, you know, round trip car sharing peer-to-peer stuff, the short-term rentals with Maven Gig. Um, and, you know, I think that they were, they were trying to find a, an operational model that could actually work. And I think what they learned over the last several years is the same thing that work. Zipcar and Car2Go and ReachNow and everybody else has learned is that there's, there's no business here. No, nobody's making money at this stuff. Nobody has figured out how to make money at it. For a while, it seemed like they were probably going to use the Maven brand for their autonomous ride hailing. Uh, But then, you know, they decided to stick with Cruise for that. Um, So, you know, at this point, you know, given given that they need to, you know, everybody needs to conserve cash. You know, if there's no real prospect for ever making a viable business out of it, you got to turn it off. You got to shut it down.
4: So yeah, Sam, all due respect, I, I actually, that is the reason why Hyundai succeeds. I worked at Ford for 15 years, and I then was at Hyundai for 10, and I ran their corporate strategy and planning group. I think you need to come out of this instead of shutting your doors, figuring out avenues to make something work. I think they could have spun out Maven into an independent group. Instead of saying, we are shutting it down, and closing it down, this is strategy, right? You could, and you have a pool of people, very, very talented people with the technology might not be perfect. Instead of just letting them go away and saying, we are canning this program. If you had Samsung does this on a very, 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 very good scale. They take these technologies and then they spin it out. And what happens, is that little group of people who are Mavenites, you know, they try to make something out of it and it's not shutting the doors on a corporation, you know, on a new idea or a new opportunity.
0: But Uh, do you think that, I mean, now I feel like- I I didn't mean to
4: interrupt, sorry, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And
0: likewise, I feel like right now, cash is absolutely king Mm -hmm. and conserving. And I think maybe if they had done that when Dan Ammon took over and maybe had spun it off, you know, what was that, a year or so ago, they would be in a better position, but I think right now they've got to look at everything that's bleeding cash, and it's you know as as you guys have said it's it's bleeding cash, and so I feel like that ship may have sailed, and that opportunity to spin it off I don't I don't know that they could have waited. I think they needed to to just uh, you know everything that it seems like everything that's sort of in this fledgling kind of you know growing but not profitable mode is being looked at right now, you know, with incredible scrutiny, even, even by companies that are sick, are, you know, we're doing well a month ago. I just, I think that every, everything, you know, I, I know of some things that are, that haven't been announced yet that are being closed down um, websites and stuff and everybody's cutting back and, you know, there everyone's kind of trying to get through, but I, I just, I think that any of these kind of, you know, fledgling little projects are just ripe for cutting right now, unfortunately.
1: It, it might also be better for them on a strictly bookkeeping tax basis to just call it a loss and get rid of it versus soldier on uh, as much as they'd want to. Um, I don't have a picture into GM corporate finances. So it's kind of like the Pentagon Black budget, but uh, who knows well you know
3: I, I think that you know because they have cruise I think that they're figuring that that cruise is going to be their path forward you know rather than maven so I think I think they, had, I think they already largely decided some time ago you know Who's when cooking? they opted <laughs> uh, when, when they opted to do you know Cruise the cruise brand as their autonomous ride-hailing service that you know, that was the brand they wanted to move forward with. And, you know, I think the cruise is going to do more than just ride hailing as well. I mean, they're going to do goods delivery and other stuff. So, um, you know, I think rather than spin off a brand for which there's no real demand, no no market for it, you know, they, they probably figured it's better to cut their losses right now on that and put their focus on the brand that they think is actually going to work.
0: Yeah. Hey, so Will, Good point. Hi, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I'm curious what's going on with you. <laughs> oh, wait, are you on mute? Uh, let's see. I can't hear well. Can you guys hear well?
3: You should be unmuted.
1: I uh... also not hear well. Yep. Can you hear Doug, though? Doug's cooking.
3: Yeah,
0: Doug. I'm not cooking. All right. Well, we'll have to come back to you. Kristen, what's going on with you? Um, one of my clients I've been working with is an online auction company for dealerships. Mm-hmm. So oh, I've been kind of immersed on the dealer side. And what they're saying is, you know, they know that there's a lot of dealers who aren't going to make it through this thing. And and in some cases that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's probably some dealers that the manufacturers will, will be glad that they're shutting down.
1: <laughs> well, dealers and manufacturers have that real you know, butting heads, sort of uh, relationship already. Um, yeah, yeah. So we talked a-,
0: a lot about procedures and processes and what they're going to be go- going to do forward, and nobody really knows.
1: Yeah. I had a uh, an interesting sort of little, little Twitter chat with um, someone who works sort of in the dealer retail side, um, and you know, his take was that consumers aren't necessarily going to save the business. What's our interview with? Um, Jim Farley from Ford was was uh, really interesting to him because uh, Farley was talking about sort of pivoting to owning the commercial space and how that could actually be the way that Ford remains viable, especially now as the consumer business has dried up, the, the commercial business is probably going to come back first and uh, be willing to invest uh, in, in new vehicles uh, versus consumers that even when Things sort of the pressure comes off. There's going to be a, a really longer lead up once we get our our outstanding bills sort of in order before we can buy a car.
3: Yeah, I mean people are are much more dependent now on deliveries than they ever have been. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's that I think that commercial sector is where you're really going to see um, growth start to happen first. You know, long before the, the the consumer sector, and you know I I think that you know <laughs> Ford for for you know probably inadvertently you know kind of stumbled into being in the right position you know when they called most of their car programs over the last couple of years and really focused more on the the utility and truck sector and especially the commercial sector
0: it was all the plan <laughs> <laughs> they they knew all this was going all along <laughs> exactly. No, but the auction houses are really interesting. That came up in a um, an interview I did yesterday for a newspaper online site. Uh, and it's, it's a part that honestly, I hadn't really thought about very much, but we were talking about is this, is it a good time to buy a car now or in a couple of yes. months? But no. <laughs> I think it's, I mean, my advice was now because inventory, you know, just, we're not gonna be getting, dealers are not gonna be getting inventory from anywhere for a couple of months, I mean, they what they have on the lot is what they have on the lot. You know, obviously they can still trade and stuff, but I don't know. I, I I would like your thoughts on you know the collective hive of. Do you think now is a good time to buy a car for people, or do you think it'll be in a few months?
4: I Didn't think I it's a good somewhere.
2: time. <laughs> Didn't I hear somewhere that Hyundai's like their port is now full? they just filled up their port full of cars and you know so now they're all sitting in the port waiting to be sent out yeah, to yeah. retail and yeah, they are need, they, they, they need shipping to transport cars them now
0: are they are they <laughs> are, i mean by shipping i mean taking them off the boat and able to put them on car carriers
3: they're, they're yeah, taking but them but they off the boat the yeah. but they're not putting them on carriers yet
0: they're not putting them on carriers no okay. they're
3: backed up they're backed up at the port
0: well yeah. that's not necessarily a bad thing though because at least there's inventory on on the shores and then and I'm sure they know what's there, and so you can maybe be able to disperse that faster than, you know, in, than waiting for the plants to start running again. But again, that's going to be limit an, a limited number of vehicles, and a, a, a limited type of vehicles too. They produce some of the most popular ones here, so that's another challenge. Then,
2: do they do they produce their SUVs here?
4: Okay.
2: Yeah. the the Hyundai
3: the. Um... Uh, yeah, the Palisade and the uh, um, Telluride, Telluride are produced in Korea. They're not produced here. Oh,
4: yet. yeah. Oh, okay. The rest of them are produced here. But the Santa Fe is produced, definitely produced. The, the, here. Sa- the Santa yeah.
3: Fe and the Sorrento are produced uh, in the U.S.
2: I thought the Telluride and uh, the Palisades are done in Georgia. No. Telluride's in
0: Georgia, isn't it? The West mm-hmm. Point. Yeah, I thought
2: they're all built in Georgia.
3: The, the Palisades definitely built in Korea. It's built in Ulsan. I I wasn't I wasn't sure about the uh, the ride. I thought it was also coming from Ulsan. We'll
0: have
5: to check it out.
0: We'll confirm. Yeah. To the Googles. Will are
5: Is you there? Yeah, I'm here now. Can you hear oh, me? Oh, There's we can Bill. hear you. <laughs> yeah, you? I'm I'm fine. Apparently that uh, all the things I did to my computer last weekend has been bringing up more problems than I thought. Um, <laughs> So, well, you're yeah.
0: making me look good because that's usually my issue. So thank you.
5: <laughs> you you're welcome. <laughs>
0: so what's going on in your world?
5: Uh I mean, I could speak to this from like two different perspectives. Like for my day job where I work as a, a specs researcher, I mean we're still getting in like a lot of like, you know, various documentation from like various automakers and stuff, but it's like we're also kind of starting to see like a, a little bit of a slowdown and stuff. Like we recently just got stuff in for like the new Uh, GM full-size SUVs and stuff and it's like the way like for example like GM does it we only get like certain bits of information one month and then we'll get the next batch another month and well with COVID-19 going around it's like well it's gonna be a while before we get everything Um, and you're kind of also seeing like a slowdown of stuff as well because it's like we have a lot of clients from like both OEMs and also dealers you know that are like hey do you happen to have information on this model or that model and it's like um can we get back to you on that <laughs> um because w- we don't know w- what's going on either um so it's it's just really interesting to see like how much of an effect is having like i think sam you talked about this last week you know when you answered my question which i was really surprised by um just to see like this big slowdown of stuff and it's just like you know how long is this going to be and how much is this going to screw up yeah that's wh- and forever yeah, well yeah oh well, that's a very pessimistic view dan but <laughs> i agree well, i mean come on <laughs> i'm <the> <laughs> no. managing
1: everybody's expectations right when it turns out I've okay, okay. been
5: listening to dan for about uh, about a billion years according to our current time frame yeah i agree <laughs> Well, uh, well if
3: it if it makes you feel any better back in my previous life when I spent time working in uh in PR um at uh at Ford and putting together press kits, um it was just as hard to get specs when you were on the inside as it is when you're <laughs> on the
5: outside. It, I, no, I, I would believe that because we'll reach out to some of our contacts and be like, Hey, do you happen to have this or that? It's like, um no. <laughs> <laughs> do you know when? No. Eventually. Um, Eventually? Okay, uh, thanks. Uh, what, do well, we, that, what do we tell the client? Mm-hmm.
1: That's one of the things that as an automotive writer you find too is uh, people think that we have the inside line to all of the information like, hey, when's the so-and-so coming out? Like, ah, I don't
5: know. I don't know. It, it's funny because I mean, I've, you know, I'm coming from this, you know, I, this job from being a, a writer. I mean, I, I still am just pseudo um, and it's just funny to me because everybody's like, "Hey, do you know when X models coming out?" No. Right. What, Let why? me check. Why the media me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, you're in the same boat like I am. I, yeah. I, okay, sure. I can tell. I know what the prices are, but I can't tell you that. So. <laughs> uh, well, everybody's
1: launch now is all screwed up too. I saw some stuff is going back to to. Twenty twenty one, and and stuff. So it's gonna be. It's going to be an interesting time for sure. Uh, once car sales sort of start again, although they're very happy to, to try to get you to sell a car. They like that, that Mercedes, they really want me to buy it. They want me to put a deposit hey, down. Any,
3: any revenue they can yeah. get right now.
1: Yeah,
0: absolutely. So this was one of the things too, that I was talking to somebody yesterday about was, will this be the death of dealers as we know it today? But I don't, I mean, I don't see that happening. First of all, there's all sorts of you know, regulations and dealer franchise laws and everything. But I do think that the dealers that are best set up for e-commerce will have an advantage because I think people are more comfortable now with the idea of, you know, if you weren't getting your groceries delivered before, a lot of people are or at least trying to. And I think that people are more comfortable with the idea of doing a transaction on on Zoom, on you know, looking at cars. Obviously, you still want to test drive it, but there's ways to do that. They can drop off the car for you for it overnight, you know. Which of course, a number of manufacturers, I think GM had done that in the past anyway. But I think that though this could finally be the impetus for those laggards to get on board with doing with with doing a a, a dealer website that's much more e-commerce friendly is my, in my thought. And I'd love to get your take on that, whomever.
4: <laughs> oh, so, so you bunch. should actually, you guys should actually listen to Brian Benstock. He's on LinkedIn. He has a daily article. He's an Acura partner at an Acura series of he, family of dealerships. And he's way ahead of this, right? Mm. So Brian Benstock, look him up. He's a great okay. talker, speaker too. Uh, and he actually for Honda Acura, he has a bunch of honda acura dealerships saw this shift to mobility did a whole bunch of things online increased dealer revenue tremendously compared to the rest he did all these experiments of adapting e-commerce i 100 percent agree with what you're saying and then presented it to acura and honda apparently and they put a kibash on it why so it, doesn't, it doesn't meet their franchise law requirements right and he is, you should have, he was at CES talking about it. And uh, I met with him after that. And he said, he was so furious, right? Because he said, this does not make sense, right? And uh, anyway, but I fully, if you're not on e-commerce platform, you just you just aren't there. They have to, I mean, dealers are completely, it's a different environment. They can't get people in unless you have appointments right now. and right. It's very
1: the, the franchise laws are really gonna be the sticking point because many of those are over a hundred years old and mm-hmm. they were written at a time when the, the, the business wasn't worth that much. So they were written at a time when they were trying to you know just give stuff away. So right. the dealers have a lot of things written into the franchise laws that sort of solidify or really at this point, like ossify their business
4: mm-hmm. as, it,
1: as it was through the entire 20th century. But now like, I think most people Really don't want to go to a dealer until you're ready to like drive it or buy it, and uh, you're browsing online. And it, any dealer who can make that a good experience uh, will will win. And, and then you roll things like uh, I expect services like Carvana to to do better if they can survive. <laughs> uh, yeah, but th- right. that's a really interesting model, right? Like you don't have to do anything. You you pick it online, they bring it to your house. You can you can try it out. You can decide to finish the purchase right there. Like I, that's we buy everything else that way. Why Why would we not buy a car? And I suppose it's- Well, if a large
3: I mean, you know, thing. a car, car is your second biggest purchase after your house.
1: Yeah. Have and, you seen yeah, the way people buy houses? And some handbags. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> oh, handbags, yes, I
4: mean, <laughs> that's true. Yes, oh, right. LVMH. Uh, <laughs> In Michigan, I know they, they allowed electronic, they allowed online buying right now, right? Michigan is one yeah, of the- Yeah, yeah, Michigan,
3: um, they're, they're allowing online uh, transactions with dealers. It's still you know, with, with the franchise dealers uh, rather than direct from the factory. But yeah, so yeah. They, they are allowing that right now because the, the dealerships themselves, um, the stores are closed. Uh, the the service departments are allowed to stay open, but the store the retail side is is closed. But they're doing these online transactions, and you know, I don't I don't think there's been a whole lot of traffic so far. Mainly because I think right now, um, you know, most people just you know, with all the uncertainty, people just aren't. Willing to you know commit to something if they don't absolutely need a vehicle yeah. right now.
1: Well, that's that's what's holding me back is just you know like I, it's even with a used car, right? It's like well we we need a car and we it's not actually that expensive. It's it's under twenty grand, but it's just like I don't need to spend that right now. I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'll so just here here's
0: on. another scenario that I ran into yesterday was a very busy day. So really, one of my girlfriends, <laughs> you haven't I, even told
1: us what you're driving.
5: What, that's, the, that's the fun part, Dan.
1: Uh, what, what, what are you driving, Rebecca? Tell, tell us your story, but what are you driving to? Oh, well, I ha- last
0: week I had the Lexus GS350, and this week I have the Mazda CX-5.
1: Okay. CX-5's all right.
0: Yes, nice. it's, it's fine. But so let me just tell you the story real Sorry. quickly because I, <laughs> I would appreciate feedback, too, because we don't normally get feedback. We talk into a wall. So, so my friend Lise on her Audi Q7... Is up. To, uh, was that actually up in March? And the car that she specially ordered is at the dealership. It's waiting there for her. But they are not sure about her husband's job. So should they do the six-month extension that Audi is offering, or do they swap the car now? And we sort of ran through a couple of scenarios because. On the one hand, my first instinct is to tell her, wait, you know, like you said, Dan, like, don't, you know, if you don't need to have a major expenditure, don't have one. Right. But I, but then the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know, you're going to have a lease payment anyway. And if she gets the car now, if she does the swap now, provided their lease payment is not changing dramatically anyway, there it's one less unknown. You because who knows what that dealer lot is going to look like in six months? Sure. You don't know.
3: Well, ex- except that you know, if you take the six month extension, you know, if you if you do the, you know, the new car now, now you're locked into that lease for three years. Whereas if you do the extension, okay, six months. You know, if 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 her husband loses his job, you know, two or three months from now, you're going to find a way to make it through those the rest you know the rest of that six months but it's only six months as opposed to another three years.
1: How does yeah. it work with a lease too? Um, like, so with a, with a loan, you could probably defer. You could talk to your lender and probably defer if you, you run into an employment issue. But with a lease, what happens there? Do you, can, you, can you defer?
4: Lease it's screwed. You're really in a mess. Yeah, lease you can't I you mean when I it.
0: wanted to dump my X five, I did swap a lease and it was snapped up immediately.
1: Oh, okay. Swap so, yeah, so, so you could use the third party. Within a week. A
3: right. But that's yeah. you know, that's probably not gonna be the situation today. You know, I mean there's probably not gonna be a whole lot of people who are gonna to wanna to take over your lease payment at this, at this right now, at this point in time.
0: Well, no, not right now, but as you say, like it yeah. you know in, six in general, months,
3: yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, my my concern for her was we don't know what that, what the inventory is going to look like in six months. You know, we don't know what, where cars are going to be or when she would be able to get the car that she wants. I totally understand your point of view, Sam. I think that's really valid. Uh, but But these are, you know, these are questions that people are wrestling with all the time and it's difficult. Yeah,
3: well, you know, I mean, worst case, you know, even if inventory, you know, six months from now, inventory on, you know, new dealer lots is very thin. You know, if you need a vehicle, you're going to be able to find something, you know, to carry you through temporarily until, you know, inventory, you know, stocks get rebuilt. Um, so, I mean, it's not like, the, it's not the end of the world if you can't find the exact car
1: you want, you know, You don't November. know
0: my friend, but okay. <laughs> <What
1: is it? laughs> so she special ordered an Audi. What, what is, is this, uh, give us the details. Uh, what do you mean? I want I, like what did she say? What's the order special color? color? Oh, special it order? it
0: was black with the brown interior. That's nice. And she couldn't remember all of the specs on it, but she lives in Wayland, damn. Wayland, Mass. Yes.
1: Yeah. So it's sitting at Herb Chambers.
0: Yes, yeah, something yeah. like that, probably. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, that that's a very Wayland car. That's it's that's a really,
0: very Wayland car. <laughs> you know, before
1: I was in, into like before I decided that the the E Class wagon was the thing that I wanted. Uh, I was I I really quite like the. um, the, the a4 as well with the uh what is the all road
4: Yeah,
1: but it's just it's a little small for a family car because it's based off So the, are you though i i am but <laughs> hey. me, the kids the dog their stuff all of a sudden that's what the and, roof rack's for yeah sure. that's for the dog with the roof rack um well so speaking no, of I, think small, he was, I think he met you, you to, in the roof rack me.
3: if you well,
0: want to talk about cars i'm driving the cx30 although that's supposed to be for next week but i don't know what our schedule is but uh, you know well this so Mazda is very confusing with its lineup because the CX-30 is there the CX-5 is there we passed a CX-3 three. Mm-hmm. two three
1: the other day the CX-30 three. is probably going to consume the CX-3 because yeah,
3: the the, C, the CX-3 you know is near the end of its life cycle right and my guess is that you know when, you know in a, in a year or so it's going to disappear from the U.S. market. The next generation, I don't think they're going to bring to the U.S. because it's too small. Right. You know, well, and, and then, the CX
0: thirty is really nice. It's a really yeah. nice size. Yeah. It's I mean,
3: a, it's I, a good vehicle. At, at LA, um, I had a sit down with their head of program product planning, uh, and we we talked about it. And yeah, you know, while they didn't say outright that you know the CX thirty is going going to go away or the CX three is going to go away it definitely said, you know, it's, it's going to stay at least through this, through its current model cycle. And then beyond that, they're not committing to anything. So I, I think, you know, and the, the CX-3 has never really done that well in North America. It's done so a lot why don't better they just in kill Europe. It
0: now. I don't get why they don't just kill it now, then like, why uh, have both of them in the showroom?
3: You know, because I think that, I think that, t- that time when it goes away is fair, it's not that long. It, like it's within the next 12 months.
1: Um, Some there. cost fallacy. Good money after bad. I
0: mean, yeah. <laughs> interesting. Yeah.
1: All right. What else? What else did we want to talk about? We had a list. We had a small list of stuff. I know. We've only got a few minutes, though. Let's keep it. Keep it rolling. This is awesome,
4: guys. It's fantastic talking to you guys. It's really cool and getting to see you. Zoom is awesome. You actually get to see people when you're talking. Right. We, and we don't and, normally and we get do to see podcasts, each other too. Which I you know exactly.
1: We don't normally
0: do it with video, so it's nice background. I, I I did put makeup on as promised.
1: Let me too. Little mascara.
0: <laughs> or threatened on Twitter.
3: <laughs> um, well, well, we'll have to, we, we we actually were planning to do uh, a live event uh, here in Ann Arbor. Um, yes. In in March, because um, Rebecca was coming into town for a conference that I was also speaking at, uh, and we were going to have Dan come in, you know, and then. You know, we just weren't able to get it all together, especially with, you know, and then with what's going on, the conference got canceled anyway. Um, So, you know, we're going to, we're definitely going to try and do that, you know, once things settle down and get back to some semblance of normality and we can, we're allowed to leave the house again. But, you know, I think, I think we'll definitely have to try continuing to do these from time to time, you know, maybe every few weeks uh, do these, do these live things on Zoom.
4: You guys are welcome to join me anytime. Uh, it's uh, to, it's uh, in Southern California. We can on the yeah. Zoom. On Zoom from Southern California on Zoom, right? Oh, uh, On Zoom. Yeah, no, but yeah. Robbie,
0: why don't you post on Twitter um, and then we'll I tag will. this si- we will tag everybody and I will
4: uh, I will do that offline. Uh, yeah, yeah. cuz that I'll- would be really
0: <laughs> interesting. I'd awesome. love, I love to I'd love to join you.
4: We get we get people we get about eating people regularly and uh, I just or point it out and uh, talk about something so you're welcome everybody's welcome it's an open thing i just like talking cars and discussing the industry it's an industry i love and i think a lot of people are pretty capable people there so
0: most of uh, the dinners that ravi and i have shared go for hours <laughs> yeah.
4: lots of crafts lots of good economic friends
0: lots of stuff rebecca. To talk
4: about. <laughs> rebecca. from rebecca absolutely love that Hi, Adam. Uh,
3: Thanks for joining us. Uh, Did you have any questions before we wrap up?
4: So, I um,
2: I work for a food service manufacturer, and um, we all have company cars across the country. And what's interesting that's happened? You know, they're fleet vehicles. I have a Rav Four. What's happened is that all of our normal orders were. I was supposed to get a new car in July. Everything has been canceled or put on hold. So they're kind of extending our fleet vehicles that we've had and we've got, everyone's got different amounts of miles on at least another year. And I'm curious if that happens across the board, you know, how that's going to impact a lot of deal, not so much dealers, but the manufacturers in the long term, or at least for a year on those, you know, sales that normally are guaranteed.
3: Um, yeah. So I think that, um, it's, it's definitely, you know, all of this is definitely going to have a big impact on the manufacturers on the industry. Um, you know, the, the revised forecast that my colleagues and I have put together, you know, we don't see a full recovery back to you know where the trend line that we were on until about 2023 or 2024, you know, this is going to be like a three or four year recovery period to get back to where we were. Um, and, you know, issues like you know what you're experiencing um you know are part of that you know and there's a lot of factors that are playing into this you know i think you know obviously the overall economic conditions you know a lot of unemployment is going to be a big factor that uh, keeps people from buying cars but also um you know things like you know if we have some non-negligible portion of the current workforce that's working from home transitioning to working from home permanently um you know, if, you know, if 10, 15, 20% of the people who are working remotely today, if, if, it, if they end up doing that on a permanent basis, then that's gonna have a, an impact on their need to buy new vehicles. You know, if their vehicles aren't gonna wear out as fast, you know, if they're not commuting. Um, you know, or commuting less, if maybe they're working from home two or three, two or three days a week, um, you know, then there won't be as much need to buy new cars and all all kinds of things are going to factor into why this is going to be a long, slow recovery, we're not, it's not going to be a V shaped recovery, and we're not going to see it just snap back to where it was, you know, in September.
2: Did we won't well, there be some pent-up demand? To, I mean, come, you know, with leases and, I mean, I'm not saying that's going to draw the industry on for the next two years, but come September or October or something, we have the Yeah, but if, but if we have both, 20% you know, unemployment. Leases and stuff like that and sitting, you know, people waiting to turn in leases to roll those over. And, and without manufacturing being done right now, I mean, obviously there's no, there's nothing in the, in the stream coming in.
3: But if we have 20 percent unemployment in September, oh, yeah. no, uh, then me, the, there isn't going to be any I'm pent up demand.
2: That would be wonderful. I'm just saying there's going to be there's going to be a little, you know, a snap, you know, a whip shot, you know, from you know, for three four months of no purchasing being done and, and leases sitting around, you know, expiring where they have no way to turn in your lease and roll it over into something new, you know, it's going to be a whipsaw, or whatever they call it, reaction. at least initially for a month or two
1: i think you're going to see a little bit of uh, a little bit of every outcome every possible outcome i think there's there is going to be some demand um it's probably not going to be uh really a very strong market like sam says for for a few years um do we want it to come back to that many cars many millions of cars per year i think uh, automakers at this point are are looking at really downsizing their their five-year plans to say This stuff has to work at much, much smaller overall volume for us to survive. I would expect that we still may see some brand consolidation and some some companies just leave the U.S. market. Uh, You know, Suzuki did it a while ago, where they just couldn't really make a go of it here. I I would be shocked if Mitsubishi is still here (laughs) in a couple of years, even though they have you know they got they've got big parents.
5: Find I'm gonna on. Model. Don't say that. I yeah. want Mitsubishi to stay around just for at least I, a couple more years. I I like their <laughs>
1: they're plucky. I like them. But,
0: I, and I love the people there, but I mean, it's brutal. It's, it's just
1: going it's, to be really hard, and and you know the used car market's going to be really interesting too, especially if there's anything done like there's talk about right cash for clunkers right now, which is a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, because that's. That's where the sales are gonna be, is all those lease returns, all the used cars, if people need a car, they're gonna trade their their current car, which is 12 years old, you know? So it gets to be 15, they may trade it for something that's five. Uh, if you're crushing all the five-year-old cars, you're gonna really drive up the prices. Uh, anything um, that they do to sort of juice demand now is gonna drive down price, it's just, it's gonna be a mess. Yeah, that's the other thing.
2: You- in the regular used market, car- you got like two and a half percent interest. You know, it's, yeah. it's it's I mean, what are they going to give up? And fuel is you know a dollar a gallon in some places. So yep. for now, I mean, what are you going to incentivize <laughs> and, it with?
3: And used car auction prices have been in the tank for the last several weeks. You know, so well, I mean, part of that is because dealers don't want to take on any inventory that they can't sell anyway. You know, but you know, there's 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 lots of used cars out there too.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and dealers are buying cre- uh, inventory on credit. So why, why would you get overextended on credit? Um, yeah. uh, especially like if it's like floor plan credit where you pay interest until it sits around long enough. If you know, you're not going to sell many cars for six months, you know, you're going to start paying principal. You're, you're going to stop. That, that would be a good dealer. <laughs> decision. Yeah. Well, they are,
0: I mean, some of the manufacturers are offering discounts on floor plan.
1: Yeah. That's where they they have that, that like the, they butt heads, but they also, they need each other too. Right. right,
0: Exactly. Yeah. So they are, especially through their private, their um, finance companies, you know, they are offering that. So there's a lot of uncertainty. We'll see what
1: happens. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be fascinating. You know, one thing I noticed while I was out was all of the um, trees that have been cleared by the side of the road, the construction projects that continue, uh, now would be a really really great time to bang the drum for transit and and say you know we don't necessarily want to go back to uh, here in Boston the worst traffic in the nation uh, the skies are nice and clear <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, the problem except is, that in the wake pretty, of a pandemic exactly there's probably going to
3: be a yeah. bunch of people
5: that don't want to ride exactly. transit either yeah
1: exactly
5: yeah. <laughs> i don't want to get on that germ germy thing <laughs> yeah
1: i can i can understand that um and you know maybe the the work from home thing shifts some of the people out of the off the roads
0: i think that's other. a more viable possibility yeah.
2: mm-hmm. i don't
0: yeah.
2: know well now's the time to be working on highways there's nobody on them, yeah right? yeah yeah <laughs> so.
0: exactly
1: yeah uh and that's what i saw i did see uh there's are still um making progress on that and and i i wonder if it's it's got to be a lot easier to, to make that stuff happen now and make more progress because the traffic volume is so low you can just you can get the job Closer to finished more quickly. Absolutely. Yep. All, All right. right. Well,
3: thank you, everybody, for joining us for our first uh, Wheel Bearings Live. Yes. Uh, this has been fun, and we'll definitely do it again soon.
4: We've thank you for having us, and thanks for the invite. Looking forward to staying in touch. Yeah, thank you so here. much for
0: joining us, everybody. Mm-hmm. Stay safe Bye. out there. Safe. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.